with technology now, they can use applications and such to pull that data without them having to go find it and figure it out themselves. So I think that's one reason the acquisition side is a little more doable today is technology that these VAs can use. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason J. Lou Lewis. In today's episode, I'm going to dive into VAs, the world of virtual assistants. In the future, I'd like to have a couple of the groups I know that do VA placement on as guests to kind of dive into this deeper. But it's been a topic around our companies lately, as well as within my real estate investing kind of circle, talking about how everyone is using virtual assistants to what degree, what's their success, where are they failing, just all the pros and cons to hiring virtual assistants. So I felt, you know what, I'm going to jump on and share my experience with the listeners. And that way they can maybe decide if it's something they want to dive into a little further. And then uh, we'll throw probably in the show notes, more likely some some links to some of the different groups, but probably best if you just reach out uh, directly to me and and I can give you kind of my feedback and a couple of different groups we've used and how we've found RVAs and such. But today, like I said, I just want to dive into some of the pros and cons. So what is a VA? Essentially, it's a virtual assistant. And that's a pretty generic term that I've found over the past few years of virtual assistant. A lot of people think that that's like a personal assistant, but it's virtual, which that is the case, I think, for the traditional VA. That's someone to help you do tasks that can be done virtually. It's it's tasks such as uh, helping organize your email or each morning check in and and schedule any meetings you might have. Make sure that they just do the day to day kind of tasks that essentially, like I said, can be done from a computer anywhere in the world. So, but what we're seeing now is that VA role actually being expanded. And and a lot of these roles are being termed VAs, but they're more so a little more specialist. They're virtual, but they're not as much an assistant as a cold caller. So VAs now, people are using those as cold callers. Uh, We get a ton of those calls. I have a lot of assets in Kansas City and kind of third tier type of cities where the price point's a lot lower and people are trying to buy those 50 or $100,000 rentals. And you know my LLCs are attached to a lot of those properties. So I get a lot of the cold call VAs myself. And to kind of share some insight real quickly on that is there are some terrible ones. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. I'll dive in specifically after I kind of go through the the say five roles that I see VAs playing currently in the in the real estate, but there's an assistant role as I talked about. There's a cold caller that you essentially give them a a, a list and a script, and they'll hammer out calls. Then there's a VA appointment setter. I see that being used on people that are have inbound leads. Let's say you pay money for Zillow or Redfin or Realtor.com, and you're getting a lot of inbound leads that are calling in. 
A lot of them are junk. They're time wasters. We did that in the past on one platform. And we got calls like people that used to live at a certain address and they would Google address. And then, you know, that Zillow phone number would pop up and they would just call it because they had a Amazon package sent there and they're trying to figure out who lived there currently. We had just a ton of time wasters. So what people are doing now with the VA appointment setters, they are using that to vet those calls, see who's legit and who's not. So, And then they're setting up, once they are legit, they'll go ahead and set an appointment for the actual broker or salesperson. So we're seeing that being used. VA data scraper, that's been one that I think at least myself, I used our VA from the very beginning as, as a more of a data scraper than an assistant. I maybe gave them a neighborhood or I gave them a street and I said, here's the you know tax address website for the, for the county. Can you type in these addresses, find it, throw it in Excel? It was kind of before all the batch leads and, and different softwares came about. So I was having ours just data scrape specific houses that I wanted to, to track down the owner's mailing address. So, and then VA for the acquisition, I'm starting to see that be more frequent, something that people are talking about. And there's actually some real estate guys out there that are promoting their acquisition VA role that they will find you an acquisition person and you'll pay them a fee, kind of a placement fee. And and, um, then there's some others that will, for a fee, just get get you acquisition leads and, and help with that. And then they kind of get involved in the in the actual deal itself. So a lot of variables of how or variations of how people are finding and, and placing those. But those are the five that I see, which is kind of VA, which is true assistant, which is the virtual assistant, the VA cold caller, VA appointment setter, data scraper, and acquisition. So I'm going to kind of quickly go through my experience on these for anyone that's considering using one and the pros and cons that I've experienced myself or connections or clients that use them have experienced. So the assistant role, the main thing where I failed on this, and this is the easiest and biggest sticking point for me for a VA is some of the ones I hired at the beginning, the, the cheaper price point when I was just trying to find them from anywhere, from Upwork, and I didn't really know what I was looking for. I'd find the cheap general ones that didn't have the skill sets are really needed, but I thought, hey, these are cheap and they're easy, and I can these I can make them work. What where they failed is this analogy: A, B, C, E. And what happened in there? If you realize that I forgot the D, that was where the systems would completely fail. I was growing in my business, both in the brokerage and acquisition and our fix and flip, and I didn't quite have my systems dialed in where the instructions that I could give a a lower kind of price point VA was I would give them A, B, C, E. Well, I didn't have D figured out and the whole system would fail. The personality and the overall way of thinking that these VAs had just wasn't one where they could stop and think analytically to be like, oh, well, D in this task list is, is missing. I need to figure this out. It would there are several examples of when when things fell apart, but it just would stop, or they would go on, and it just there it would not make sense. Like the instructions I gave them to finish the task, and the task would completely fail. So that's where I kept just butting my head up. I'm like, why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? And it was because I didn't have the systems in place. So 
before anyone considers a VA of any of those five, make sure that you have A, B, C, D, and E all clearly defined in the steps and processes you need a virtual assistant to do. So they have to be that way. I'm finding with a caveat, I'm finding now that the higher quality experienced VAs on kind of the assistant side of things can do some of the D. Not all the time, but much better than the two or three dollar an hour ones that I was hiring originally. And but you have to find those. And they're a lot harder to find and a lot harder to vet because it's kind of tough to know whether or not they can they can do that D aspect of the steps. But like I said, the caveat is is they are getting much more sophisticated. There's systems to train them out there. There's groups that you can sign up for either as someone needing a VA or a VA themselves that have full training programs and their weekly calls. And they help people learn how to think kind of, as we always say at the end of the episode, think outside the box, which allows them to, to step in and, and figure out that D in it. So but those are kind of the, honestly the biggest things I would say to anyone who asks about VAs is make sure you have your process procedures in place because it's just how they work through things and they need those steps in place. So the pros to it though is they are much cheaper and um, easier to hire than trying to hire someone locally, especially in a very competitive market like like there is today. So those those are the biggest. I mean, those are the obvious ones is they really can change your business for the better include process procedures on a scalable manner because you can scale up the VAs. The next one is cold callers. I've had terrible, as I mentioned, the, some of the calls I get out of my Kansas City properties from VAs that you can tell someone signed up some course, said hire a VA cold caller, $3 an hour, print a list, give it to them, and you'll make them be a millionaire overnight. Like These people are terrible. You can't understand them. They have absolutely no people skills, no cold calling skills. They don't know even what they're calling on. And I'll kind of just test them and kind of just just see what people are doing and what scripts they're given. And they're terrible. So that's a lot of them. So people know. People have property that they have a lot of equity into, or they owned it a long time or in a hot area, and their cell phone is actually attached to the list. They're going to be getting hammered with calls. Your competition is going to be a legit broker or investor that's local, that's well-educated, that's well-spoken. So hiring a, a cold caller VA is is pointless. It literally is just a waste of money. You're not going to get, it's not even going to get that one in a hundred shot of happen to catch in someone simply because they're just, they're bad. So with the cold caller is, is spend the money, have the systems for that person, the ABCD, you know, even if it's for cold calling the script, all the what ifs have that written out in advance and pay the money for the higher caliber cold caller. They're tough in general because they don't know the area. They don't know the culture. They don't know the property. There's so much they don't know that others that are calling um, do. So it's, it's an uphill battle either way. So if you're going to attempt it, spend extra money, get that one that has a track record, make sure you send have them send you audio examples. Essentially, they will send you examples of them talking and you can give them a script and tell them to say it and then record it and send it to you. Do your due diligence on a cold caller and do not skimp on price. 
Otherwise, don't do it. So third VA appointment setter, which we we talked about, and then the data scraper, which is that's the one that I used at the beginning. I literally just have them pull data on maybe it's it's areas, it's list, it's demographics. It's just very basic information that just takes time. I'll give them maybe a list of you know people or businesses or whatever it might be that I just need them to essentially take that data from a PDF, put it into a Word document, and then do some research on those people. So that's a task that can get done by VA at a very discounted price. And it's a task that more often than not, they can do as long as you give them the basic steps. So um, if you're looking to any business, real estate, or just business in general, if you're looking for clients or sales side, a data scraper is a good entry-level way to to get a part-time VA because they'll also do it per task. Hey, I'll for 50 bucks, I'll data scrape this list and get you their website address or their email if I can find if they could find it. So then it's just a flat fee versus hourly or a full time. So last one is acquisition, as I was talking about these different groups that are doing that. And they uh it's tough. I mean, I, I just again going back to the the cold caller and kind of appointment setter, those are next level above having a data scraper and assistant. And then those are very strategic, specialized, but acquisition, meaning like you're underwriting deals, you are finding deals, you're doing everything that an acquisition role kind of does if you're trying to acquire off-market fix and flips or apartments or whatever that might be. That acquisition role is a very, very important specialized Role and having someone that doesn't live in the US is, I mean, that is really tough. And that's why I think it's the last of the five VAs to start gaining traction, just because so many people, I think, failed at it. There was just no way to kind of build that system. But there are groups out there that are training these VAs to understand the underwriting, understand Excel pro formas, how to take data. And with technology now, they can use applications and such to pull that data without them having to go find it and figure it out themselves. So I think that's one reason that um, the acquisition side is a little more doable today is technology that these VAs can use. So that's my quick synopsis on the five VAs. I'd love to have people you know jump in and make comments wherever you see this or reach out to me with their pros and cons that they've experienced. Cause I definitely would like to have several more episodes this year being with some people that run an entire team of VAs and sharing in-depth knowledge of maybe one of those five where they crush it on acquisitions or assistance and just different people out there that might place VAs for people. Love to get some people on there. So I think with as difficult as it is to hire people in today's hiring shortage and all that's kind of going on currently in the economy, that VAs are going to play a much larger and more important role here this year and for for sure in the foreseeable future. So I think it's important that we dive into this as a podcast is called the creative real estate podcast. And I think figuring out VAs and 
and hacking kind of the system is a creative way that is going to be required in the future to be both profitable and scalable and just the amount of competition and real estate brokerage, investing, development, whatever that might be. There's so many people and so many dollars being put into it that you're going to have to do everything you can and uh, get creative, think outside the box to find deals, find projects. And I think VAs could play a, a big part in that. So that's episode, just a quick highlight on VAs. I hope that added some value, maybe motivated some of you guys to take that first step and to dive in into whether a VA would be a good next hire for you or your company. So now that I've said that, I think that's a good way to wrap it up. And then I'm going to wrap it up with the way we always do. Until next time, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box. 